everyone. My name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is the Theology Podcast. As we continue our series on lament and mourning, uh, today we're going to focus on the idea of suffering and why the response to suffering should be fellowship. And so today we want to look at a specific passage where Paul talks to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there's a few verses here in this whole passage where he's talking about the body and the church as it correlates to the body. And he opens up in verses 12 and 13, and then I'm going to skip down to chapter, uh, chapter 12, verses 26 and 27. So here's what Paul says regarding the body and the church. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. And skipping down to verse 26, if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And so what Paul's saying here is that as the body of Christ, as the church, we share in responsibility and we share in this blessing of fellowship together so that if one person is honored, we all celebrate and we rejoice. But the converse of that, the other side of that is if we suffer, then we share in sufferings with one another, which is a little bit counterintuitive because typically... I want to fit in and I want to be a part of the community, but if something happens to me or if something happens to my family, whether it's job loss or some sort of a sickness, uh, you know, whatever it is, it kind of estranges me from the people that I usually am able to spend time with, even on a very practical level. So for for example, a, a, a significant sickness or disease, suddenly I'm not able to attend worship as often as I would like because I have to go for treatment or, you know, whatever the case may be, or I have a, an aging parent who has a great need. And so I'm always having to go and take care of them rather than participate in my care team or wherever I usually engage in the church community. And so the the tendency is for us to withdraw because now I don't feel whole anymore. I have this suffering in my life. But the counter to that is actually we should respond in fellowship. We should lean into our community and our community as the body of Christ should rally around that member and help bear that suffering with one another. And so I think it's really interesting about what it says about who God is that he's given us this this community and also you know what does that say about us as people like our tendency and what we should actually do what do you guys think yeah i was thinking that actually one of the motivations that may kind of make us want to withdraw is what we chatted about last session actually uh the idea of sin you know the idea that if we are suffering maybe there's something wrong that we did that's causing us to suffer and be in this situation. Yeah. And it makes us kind of not want to be with God's people so much because, you know, I'm dirty and other people are not. Mm. And when that happens, we kind of withdraw. And the more we withdraw, the more we feel like, you know, maybe we don't really fit in here as much anymore. Yeah. And the first part of what you mentioned, uh, I, you know, I, I spoke to that 
on Sunday talking about this idea of like, it's kind of like the converse or the inverse of the health and wealth or prosperity gospel of if I'm not blessed or if I'm actually feeling cursed, this bad thing has come upon me and my family, this terrible suffering, then maybe I haven't been faithful the way I was supposed to be. Maybe I've done something wrong. Is that why, is that why this is happening? Is God punishing me? And so we begin to think those questions, even though theologically that's completely untrue and the Bible refutes that. Yeah, but it's so easy to think of I'm suffering because there's something wrong with me. And if I hang out with the holy people, the correct people, the church people, I might infect them. Mm, So in our society, there's this almost, I don't want to besmear the holy community, the people I know to be the people of God. And in fact, I guess it increases the guilt even more. We begin to, like Irvin was saying, we begin to stay away from them. And then the more we stay away from them, the more we feel I should stay away Mm. from them more and so on and so forth. And it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And unfortunately, that feeling is kind of mutual by, you know, immature members of the community where it's like, oh, this person is going through a terrible divorce or, you know, some other, some other, you know, terrible thing has befallen this family. They must be bad people. I I don't want that to rub off on me or my family. Like, oh, what kind of an influence are their kids going to have on mine or, you know, whatever it is. Um, And we could talk about all the different scenarios. But the point is, yeah, that feeling is not just on the individual. Sometimes the rest of the community kind of, we, kind of absorb that and subconsciously we think, oh, they must have done something wrong to for them. You know, they, they're getting their just desserts and we don't want that to rub off on us as a holy community. Yeah. And so we're concerned about that. And that's not true either. Yeah, I really wonder where this kind of view comes from. You know, is it like something that we've chatted about previously? The idea that God is meritocratic, you know, and if you are doing well in your faith, you'll be blessed. That's right. And if you are suffering, maybe it's because there's something wrong with yes. your faith. And so you get what you put in. You reap what you sow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so for us, you know, the scripture clearly states in examples where Jesus is talking with the disciples, you know, with a blind man where they're like, who sinned, this man or his parents? And, you know, there's very clear indications in scripture that it's not about your faithfulness or not. Uh, when these types of sufferings befall us. Obviously, in a broken world, we have consequences from our sins and we have to deal with that, but this is not God's judgment upon us. That's something that's different. And so, yeah, we should, as a community of faith, we should refute that. You know, suffering is one of the biggest issues that many people have with Christianity. How can a good God allow suffering to happen in this world? So what kind of people would we become if we embrace those who are suffering and instead of pushing them away, we we run towards them, you know? And when we are suffering ourselves, instead of withdrawing, we run to our church family as well. Yeah, and that's hard to do because it's so counterintuitive. Uh, It's so against our impulse to lean into the fellowship of the community. Uh, but that's what—that's exactly what we need to do. And uh, interestingly enough, I think that there's you know, precedent within scripture, the idea of us being able to share in suffering with one another uh, through Christ, number one, but then also on top of that, just with each other, the fact that you've gone through a, a season of suffering, maybe it's not the exact same thing, Maybe one person has gone through cancer and another person has gone through, you know, a house fire or some great loss or some, you know, brokenness in their family or, you know, whatever it is. But the fact that we experience suffering puts us on level ground and it gives us a bridge to communicate with one another. And we need to lean into that. We need to recognize that and not say, well, this one type of suffering is worse than another. And we should avoid that because we don't want it to infect us. Uh, We should be very cautious of that. In our last conversation, we were talking about James chapter 5 and how when someone is sick, let's go over and pray with them. When someone is uh, in need or in suffering, 
go to them and join them in that suffering. If need be, cry with them. Or Jesus' example, when he goes to the tomb of Lazarus and sees a whole community of the grieving and he weeps yes. alongside them, knowing full well that he is able to raise Lazarus from the dead. So perhaps in our communities where we see suffering, that is an invitation to go and lament with them and grieve with them. Because maybe one of the obstacles that makes us fear doing that is we want to go there and offer comfort. We want to offer a solution mm, and to get yeah. people out of their suffering. And yeah. we cannot. So we're like, yeah. oh, if I yeah. can't fix that, I better stay That's away because right. right. I'll be a burden. And we don't know what to say. Yeah. That's a really great point. And I think Jesus at Lazarus' tomb is a perfect example because Jesus doesn't fix it right away. Even though he knows he's going to fix it, it's not about fixing it. It's about God's compassion. And he has that characteristic of God's compassion to where he, he weeps on behalf of his friend, but he's also weeping in the midst of this community and sharing in this suffering together with them. That's much more important. Although, you know, it's great that Jesus is able to resurrect his friend. Mm -hmm. Man, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that kind of stuff all the time? <laughs> but the fact that remains that it was God's compassion first to go mm. and to be a part of the community. He doesn't distance them or isolate anybody. He pulls everyone together in this, in this fellowship. And that's really important for us. So as we go forth in this week, may we be blessed to have the eyes and ears to see and hear those around us who are suffering. And maybe not just, you know, invite them to come to us, but maybe go to them. And may we also run to our fellow brothers and sisters when we are the ones who are suffering. Let us be people who weep together with our family in Christ. Let us be people who mourn together with them. And let us be people who grieve together with others. That's all we have for this week on The Theology Podcast. See you next week.